the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your host, Rick Travis. Welcome to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And folks, often we get together and we've been talking for a long time about all the different ways that you can become involved and understand why these fights in the legislature and other places are so important. But today I have a special privilege. It's one of the things that I get to do rarely, but when I do, I I love doing that. Go meet different people in the shooting sports that are out there on a daily basis making a difference in this state, keeping the the traditions and the values that come with the Second Amendment and passing those on to future generations. Um, there are many, many organizations, many, many groups, but you know, the there's a couple that always come to my the top of my mind, and, and that is the California Youth Shooting Sports Association, which runs what they call the, I believe, Clay Target Program. And one of the most outstanding coaches and allies I've had for several years now is Dave Sampson. He's the coach of the Sutter High School trap team. Dave, welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. So, Dave, tell us a little bit about CYSSA and just how big a program it is, because most of the time when I talk to people, both in the Capitol and outside the Capitol, they think that, like, trap is a sport that has, like, two high schools that just shoot against each other, and that's it for the state of California. Oh no, uh, nothing could be further from the truth. We're, we're, uh, the California Youth Shooting Sports Association. We have probably 65 or 66 teams, half of which are school teams, the other half of which are club teams. We also have teams in Nevada, uh, and, uh, and mainly in central and northern California. And, uh, we're looking, you know, of course, to expand that. That's been our goal. And the shooting sports right now are growing exponentially. Uh, it's really taken off and it's taken off at the college level also. Uh, you know, a lot of our kids, you know, years ago when I first started doing this back in the late 2000s, uh, there weren't a whole lot of college teams shooting shotgun, but they were rifle teams have been around for a long time. And, uh, but now, you know, the shotgun sports have just opened up, uh, with the colleges and also at the, at the high school and even the junior level, uh, you know, fifth grade on up, you know, if they can handle a gun, they can shoot. So somebody out there listening to this is thinking like, Hey, I'm down here in Southern California. I would like to get a team going. You brought up two different, um, venues. Kind of explain a little bit if you could. What does it look like to start a club team versus a team at a high school? Well, different challenges there. It depends on your high school, depends on the uh, political climate at the high school. One of the things that I do for the league is I assist new, new school team or any team get started. <clears throat> That's uh, kind of been a passion of mine. I've had a lot of them uh, get started around here and, uh, in my area up here around Sutter, but, uh, you know, sometimes you'll go to a school and they'll just tell you a flat no. They, they just, they won't have anything to do with it. The educational field is a lot of times filled with people who just, um, don't understand what we're doing and don't understand the benefits of it. So it's an educational process. And, and even some of the schools around here where the uh, school administration has been in favor of it, but maybe they have a board member that's not, uh, or whatever. So we go through a process of answering questions about all kinds of things and they would if it to death, which is great. I mean, you, you should 
you know, look at all aspects of it and try to anticipate any, any particular problems that might come from it. But so far we've been very successful in starting new teams and, and, uh, my, my, uh, contact information is on the CYSSA website. You can Google shoot CYSSA and it's on there. Uh, contact me and I can get you a lot of material and, and help get a team started and in, in a school or just a club team, either one. Now, Dave, you brought up a couple of points that I want to, I want to expand on and explore a little bit. What are some of the benefits to your youth being on a, a shotgun team, for example? Oh gosh, I could go on and on. I could write a book about that. You know, you know, the benefits are, are great in terms of, uh, a lot of uh, team aspects. Uh, you know, being on a team, goal setting, uh, uh, understanding that your performance as an individual is a big part of the team performance and how important that is. You know, the educational field doesn't, the academics anyway, doesn't really teach that. Sports do. And that, that's a great thing. But, you know, going a little further than that, a lot of kids benefit greatly in very specific ways to the kid. I've had a lot of parents come up to me and, and tell me, you know, I, I just can't believe what this has done for my son or daughter. Uh, and in fact, I've even received letters from parents talking about how the program benefited their kid. Many times it's social. Many times it's, you know, uh, you know, they struggle with a particular, uh, thing, you know, goal setting, schoolwork, you know, there's a requirement that they have a certain academic level, uh, in the program and, and they have to maintain that. And sometimes shooting and learning that they can do something and, and if they put their mind to it, they can accomplish great things. That goes on to other things and not just the shooting sports. So, so many different ways, uh, kids can benefit and, and I, I've got, Seen it firsthand. It, it's really a a wonderful experience. You know, I retired five years ago, and this is what I do now, and I just, I absolutely love it. Uh, I, you know, just simply because I get to see the kids succeed and and how it benefits them as they as they grow up, and then eventually down the road in college and scholarships that are available, and 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 for both shooting and academic, uh, we had a banner year this last year at the school. We had nine kids graduate, seven of them. Uh, had scholarships, uh, six of them to universities, three of which had both academic and shooting scholarships, and the other three had academic scholarships. So we had a lot of smart kids on our team this year. So I want to I want to go back to something you said. Um, I of course know part of your background, but I think it's important. You know, safety always comes up into these programs and costs and, and things like that. But I want to focus on safety. You know, you did recently retire um, from a profession that understand safety if you don't mind sharing that because i think to people that might be seen on the fence wondering about this that that's a, a pretty bold statement coming from somebody with your background well yeah i was a cop for 30 years i uh, retired from the sutter county sheriff's office uh, as a, at the command level i was a captain there and i was doing this long before i retired as my contribution to my community I lived in Sutter and, and, uh, in Sutter County and worked in Sutter County. So, you know, that's, that's, that's my contribution. Plus starting other teams in Sutter County and Yuba County, which is nearby. But yeah, safety is paramount. Absolutely. It's the first thing we, we, uh, we do. And I tell you what, it's really neat teaching kids because when they come to me, they have no bad habits, right? So you get to start from the beginning and these kids, I tell you what, they're safer than most adults that I've been in the field with out hunting or, or anything. I, I'll tell you, they can be behind me with a loaded gun anytime. So, you know, looking at safety issues, one of the things that I, I want to point out is for years, you know, I worked as a, a medic in a, a pretty urban area and was used to getting routine calls um, during hell week, hell month for football, lacrosse, and a lot of other sports. I mean, it was a routine to just plan to be parked near those areas where those events were going on because you knew that statistically the odds were you were going to get a call. Um, not so much uh, shotgun shooting sports. And yet the media, you know, purports that like this is the most dangerous thing in the world. And so I'd really like to, to kind of open that up a little bit. So, I mean, literally there's multiple teams shooting multiple rounds of shotguns. Like how does that work? Do a lot of people get hurt? You know, along that, making that point, I would love for people that had any any concern about that to just come out and watch. If you came out and watched, you would see. 
the accidents are absolutely nil. I think we might have some paper cuts from the parents keeping score, but you know, other than that, you know, it's, it's nothing, you know. And, and another point I'd like to make out is, um, I think what you said earlier was absolutely on point. Sports provides for youth an opportunity to learn skill sets they don't learn in a regular classroom setting, no matter what's being taught. Yet many sports are not accessible to kids who may have a, a physical or medical challenge. And yet I have seen kids out there on the shotgun teams that you would not see on any other team. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we've had kids that were disabled. Uh, we make ways for them to, to, to be able to shoot. I had a couple of kids on my team. We've had kids that are autistic or they're on the spectrum and, uh, we figure out ways for, for it to work. And that's another area where it benefits these kids is that, you know, a lot of times, you know, most other sports, you have tryouts, right? And if you don't make the tryout, you don't get on the team. We don't do that. When the kids come out, they can shoot and, and when they, and, and we teach them and ironically, some of these kids turn out to be the best that started out as not very good shooters end up being our best shooters and, uh, takes a little time, a little coaching, uh, teaching the right things and they can, they can, they can succeed. And our school prides itself on having things that kids can succeed at because that's important. You know, as a parent, you want your kid to be able to succeed at something. Because then they realize and they learn that that can apply to anything else, including our school. We're going to continue to explore this through this show today. But for those of you listening, if you want to know more, go to shoot, C-Y-S-S-A, all one word, S-H-O-O-T-C-Y-S-S-A dot com and look up because this is a program that belongs in your neck of the woods down here in Southern California, be it L.A., Orange County, or in the IE. We'll be right back on Firing Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the legislative director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. And today with me, I have my friend and colleague, Dave Sampson, the Sutter Union High School trap coach. He is here, and we're talking about CYSSA, which is the California Youth Shooting Sports Association, and their shotgun teams up and down the state. Um, looking forward to seeing some more develop here where our listeners are. We're talking about that, but we're also going to be really open and unpack some of the challenges that have come up in the last couple of years it's important that all of you remember, I've told you several times in previous shows, that Governor Newsom has made it very clear. He wants to eliminate the next generation of sports people. He wants to kill the culture of firearms ownerships. 
And most people with a social agenda use socialist tactics, which is don't go after people like you and I, go after the next generation. And that has definitely happened. We had a, a bill that came out last year that I know made things very challenging for you and your co- fellow coaches, and that was Assembly Bill 2571, which was the one that the governor came out and said, hey, we're no longer going to allow advertising by firearms groups and others. Um, Dave, kind of unpack what that looked like for you as a coach and for your team. Well, what it looked like when the governor signed it was it shut us down. Uh, we were we were down completely. We we couldn't do anything uh, because of the fact that you know we we could face a twenty five thousand dollar fine plus attorney fees on top of that uh, for even talking to a kid or you know coaching or anything. And plus, at that particular time, that law was written in such a uh, what I would call a, a shotgun approach where you know. Uh, throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what sticks because it was written so vaguely that there were so many different things that uh, would apply to it, uh, could, could apply and we could be sued. Um, uh, it just it completely shut us down until October. And, uh, there was some legislation that was, was, uh, a trailer bill that passed and, uh, the governor actually signed it. Surprised me, but. That enabled us to get back to it. However, we still have some limitations uh, that are just, in my opinion, completely unconstitutional. And Michelle and Associates is working very hard on that uh, and doing a great job. Um, but it's going to take time to get that through because even now we can't have sponsors, you know, hanging up where the kids can see them. We can't advertise to the kids. As a coach, I can't talk to a kid about what Wait, he needs let, to buy. Let me, let me let me slow you down a little bit. So. Normally when I go to like a, a football team, a baseball team, a basketball team, even for that you know matter, even down here, a water polo team or a surfing team, they have banners from all the different companies that sponsor them. Are you telling me you can't do the same thing that they're able to do? That's right, and it applies to the range where we shoot as well. They can't hang those banners to advertise any firearm-related product because a kid might see it and want to buy a Shotgun shell, you know, uh, it just, it's crazy. So, and so breaking this down, different. breaking this down for people. So what we're saying here is that, oh, like when my son played lacrosse, of course, the lacrosse companies could advertise and help support the team because then they knew the parents and the kids would go buy their product or the same thing with football. You know, obviously big companies like Wilson, for example, will advertise at those things so that all of us go and buy Wilson or Spalding balls and equipment. And so what you're saying, I just want people to really get this. What you're saying is Remington, Winchester, any of those companies, uh, Mossberg, ones that make you know, shotguns and some of the other companies from outside the country can no longer advertise the very products that those youth will use in competition because that's illegal now in California. Exactly. And, and even the, even the associated products, you know, a, a youth model, uh, adjustment for a gun or, uh, you know, I- any type of firearm related accessory. We can't advertise for that. Ear protection for Pete's sake, you know, and eye protection, you know, you can't advertise for those products to kids, even though they're perfectly legal and perfectly legal for kids to use. So like, for example, Oakley can advertise to the, high school cycling team near me, they can advertise to some of the people that play baseball, but they couldn't advertise their protective sunglasses to the kids on a shooting team. Right, if they're shooting glasses, which right. they would be. Yeah. You know. If they make ballistic glasses for... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> just wow. Okay, so along with 2571, unfortunately this week we had another bill pass through which is going to add an 11% tax to every firearm and every uh, ammunition, you know, type of ammunition, which means in California, there was already an 11% tax at a national level, plus the 8% tax from the state, and now an 11 So that means you're going to be paying 30% taxes. Is that going to impact your sport and what you do with these kids? Oh, absolutely. It's going to impact the availability of uh, what they need, ammunition or firearm-related products. 
So, you know, the cost is going to go up. One of the things that all of us do is fundraise for these kids so that it makes the sport cheaper so that more kids can benefit from it. A lot of families can't afford it. So we fundraise so that we have the funds to, so that all of them, everybody that wants to shoot, uh, wants to learn the sport, learn gun safety, can do so. Let's talk about that for a minute because, you know, with any sport, there is the, you know, game day. But there's a lot of training that goes on beyond, you know, before you get to game day. So, you know, before you have those different um, shoots where you're competing, what would you say your average, like, high school senior, how many rounds of shotgun are they shooting in, say, like a given month? Well, we have two practices a week in each venue. Uh, we, you know, we shoot sporting clays, trap, and skeet, and also Olympic bunker. Uh, but, uh, we have two practices a week, so we shoot a hundred, uh, during a week and sometimes more if the family wants to shoot more. We're a nonprofit, so we have to, you know, be equitable and make sure everybody gets the same amount. So they, we require two, two rounds at each practice. And same with sporting clays. We have two practices a week, uh, and, uh, they shoot a, shoot a hundred each and, but the kids that get better will shoot more. Um, you know, sometimes they'll shoot in other adult competitions or competitions that are, uh, in the area that, uh, you know, they'll shoot to get extra practice in. But so yeah, to, make you, sure, to make sure everybody understands, so you're saying two rounds, that's 25 shotgun shells per round, if I remember right. Right. So during the week, there's a hundred rounds, but. For some of your kids, and and I'm not just saying on your team, but in the league, some of those have stepped up to be in positions um, in another leagues where they could be considered Olympic hopefuls. And I know you've been very um, instrumental in working in that space. What does an Olympic hopeful look at shooting? As much as they possibly can, as much as they can afford. You know, a lot of the a lot of the people that have gone to the Olympics end up with a sponsor from a manufacturer and those sponsors will give them ammunition uh, just for their advertisement, knowing that they're going places uh, in the shooting sports. And that's huge because then they can go out and they can shoot as much as they want. The more practice you get, the more trigger time you get, the better you're going to shoot. That's just a fact. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one of the, the, the greatest, if not, I would argue the greatest um, shotgun shooter has been Kim Rohde to come from California. And I know Kim, there were days that she was shooting literally hundreds, and sometimes she even broke the, the four-digit number of rounds. And I bring that up because I think people have got to realize that we're not talking like, oh, this is just a box around here's or a box around there's, but we're talking for these youth to be competitive and these teams to be competitive. You guys are purchasing pallets of shotgun shells. Absolutely. And so this yeah. is not like, oh, I paid an extra, you know, dollar. This is literally thousands of dollars in increases over a season. Yeah. And uh, another 11% excise tax is just not going to do us any good. Yeah, I want people to realize that. What is a competitive level shotgun? So your kid comes in, you know, what's the entry level shotgun go for? And what's a competitive level like they've really made it shotgun go for? Oh, uh, you know, you can buy shotguns for less than $500 and they'll work. They'll break a clay. However, a competitive shooter will eventually advance to uh, a competitive shotgun, which depending on, you know, what you get, you don't, you know, they'll run anywhere from two to three grand. I just had a brand new shooter come to me and uh, they went out and bought him a $5,000 shotgun, which is great. Uh, it does all the, all the things that we need it to do. But uh, you can spend anywhere. Average is, is two to five grand. Yeah, and that's why I want people to realize when you put that additional eleven percent, that's paying thirty percent on a five thousand dollars. So that's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and that's why I need people to really realize because um, this is ridiculous how much this is costing. So, folks, understand that when bad legislation goes through. This is impacting lives of families, lives of youth, and there is an other side to each of these stories. And we're going to be looking at the struggle of what goes through. We're going to be talking about where these kids end up and why this is so important and so valuable 
to California and to the future of the shooting sports when we come back here on Firing Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Persians, come and get them! Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. This is Rick Travis, the legislative director of the California Rifle Pistol Association, your host. And today I'm with Dave Sampson. From Sutter Union High School, he is the trap coach. He teaches different disciplines, which we're going to get into. We've been talking about, you know, the cost to train, everything like that. We're going to continue on that and looking at some of the, the instances of where success has happened and how that happens. What is the, um, you know, I never really got this um, in the last two. So, you know, a lot of times parents, especially in a tough economy like we're in right now, even though everybody at the national level says we're doing fine, I think all of our listeners know that's not the case. Things cost more. Um, what are the costs to get a youth started in shotgun shooting? What are the upfront costs? Well, number one is a gun. Um, they, they have to start out with something. Different venues require different types of guns. There are guns that are crossovers so that they can, they'll, they're not ideal for one particular uh, type of clay shooting, but, but they'll work. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it's the purchase of additional guns or, uh, ammunition, some of the apparel, uh, vests, shooting vests and things that they need or a pouch. And, uh, then after that, it's you know, pretty much ammunition. And, uh, that was in short supply due to uh, some issues this last year, too. Right. So are you talking like to get a kid started, can a family do that for like a thousand bucks or is it higher price than that? Uh, probably a thousand dollars to start with. Right. You know, like I said, down the road, these kids are going to grow. You don't know which venue they're going to shoot. If they're going to be a skeet shooter, a trap shooter, a sporting clay shooter, they might want to invest in a different type of uh, shotgun for those particular uh, types of sports. So down the road it could. And then uh, the cost of the ammunition and the shooting, uh, the more you shoot, the better you're going to get. Yeah, I think that's important for people to recognize, too. It's like with any other sport or um, idea that you have to help your kids advance and get college scholarships or, or go to other places and move on. Um, this is something that they can do that with. There, There's many, many great programs, which we'll talk about in the next segment. But staying focused on all of this, um, you know, we need to, to look at what it takes for a youth. And so if you could pick out one or two stories, you don't have to give their names, but uh, where you saw big changes in the youth, where you saw this individual come to you as a coach, um, you know, I obviously have never coached trap or skeet. I've coached other sports. But as a coach, you see kids that come on and you, you see a tremendous um, development of that that student athlete. If you could give a couple of those stories so people can kind of put a face and identity to what we're talking about. I've got lots of them, but one that comes to mind was uh, this last season. I had a kid that was getting real frustrated and he's an excellent shooter. And when he would shoot and he was just playing around, uh, playing a, you know, a shotgun game, he, he was just absolutely fantastic. But he, uh, he had trouble once he focused and this is a lot of kids struggle with this is you focus so hard that you try too hard and you miss, uh, and it just happens. You know, uh, the mental part of shooting is absolutely imperative to be able to control your thoughts and your emotions. And, uh, this kid was getting really frustrated and I talked to him about how to do that and how to put it out of his mind when he misses a target. And, uh, you know, one day he did it. He, he went out and he, he accomplished. What I, what I told him to do, he ended up shooting a 98 out of 100 uh, in, in a shoot. 
And I, and when he came off the line, I told him, I said, you did it. Now you know you can do it again. He learned how to control his thoughts and emotions and focus on what he was doing. You focus on every shot, one shot at a time. Every shot counts. And, uh, that's, that's hard for kids to learn. Uh, but once they start getting good, then they start getting frustrated and they start getting angry. And that just does them no good whatsoever. So they learn to control their thoughts and emotions. So I, I and that applies to anything in life, not just shooting. Um, you know, they, this is one of those sports that's a, a muscle memory type sport. So if you're a golfer, you probably know what I'm talking about. Very mental. You have to do the same thing over and over again, exactly the same way you did it before. Um, in, in basketball, a free throw, you know, you have time to think about it. So you miss it, right? That's what happens. So the pre-shot routine helps you with that mental part of the, the shot, everything that you normally do before you, you do a free throw. So a basketball player normally, if he's out on the field, out on the court, uh, court and he gets an opportunity to, to get that same shot, he's going to nail it because he doesn't have time to think. So it's that access to your subconscious mind that enables you to, to shoot, to shoot well and to turn off your your conscious mind. There's a really good book I recommend uh, reading by uh, Lanny Basham, who was a shooter. It's called With Winning in Mind, and he talks about mental management and how to control your thoughts and emotions. Great book. I recommend it for all kids. It's hard to get kids to read books sometimes, but um, if they do, they learn it. This kid learned it, and then he went to Nationals or, or U.S. Open and did extremely well there, and uh, that kid learned immensely, and he was one that was probably the most dramatic. He would come off the line angry, you know, and uh, I had to sit down and talk to him several times. And then he got back out there and, and did it. And even at nationals, he got down to his last round, um, or I'm sorry, second to the last round. And I saw him, I saw his body language and I knew what was happening. And when he came off the line, I told him, I said, you know what you got to do? You got one more round. You're going to go back out there and shoot it. And he went back out and shot a 25 straight. So wow. he learned it. So my next coach question, because this often gets asked of coaches in various sports. So um, who is easier to, to train as an athlete when it comes to shooting sports, a male athlete or a female athlete or no difference? Well, it's interesting. Uh, girls tend to listen better. Uh, you know, they listen to you and they apply, which is absolutely fantastic. However, from the emotional aspect of what I was just describing, sometimes they get more emotional. But, uh, and they, they react differently. You know, the girls cry, the boys get mad, you mm-hmm. know, but they both have to learn to control those emotions. So, but I like, uh, I like teaching girls because they do listen and uh, that's a very good trait. Kind of hard to get boys to do that sometimes because they know everything, right? Especially when they're teenagers. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing when I teach people, um, young youth hunting, edu- hunters education and, and take them out for some of their first hunts. Generally speaking, the girls always outperform in the field over the boys, especially the first couple of hunts because the boys get frustrated and the girls pay attention and they listen yeah. and they're intuitive and they, especially in upland game hunting, they watch the dogs. So yeah, I, I thought that's where you were going to go, but I put it out there anyways. Um, People listening that maybe uh, they're, um, I always talk about the R3 model. We're always, you know, recruiting or retaining people or kind of trying to get them back in the sports. You know, if we have some people out here in our audience that are like, well, my kids have already grown up. They've already moved out of the house. I'm an empty nester. How can I help? What would you say to those people? Uh, come help be a coach if they have experience. Uh, you know, I would love to have them. And also financial assistance is absolutely fantastic. Uh, most all of our teams, including ours, are, we, we fundraise and, uh, we use those funds, you know, to benefit the kids. In fact, the way we use ours is we pay for ha- uh, all the targets for practice. We pay for half of the ammunition because we want the parents to have some skin in the game and, uh, we pay for all the shoot fees. Uh, and we put on an annual dinner every year and, and, uh, we do well enough to, to do that. And that's great. And I hope that continues, but, um, funding is, is, uh, key, uh, to, to making it available and, uh, and for all families to be able to, to participate because a lot of them wouldn't be able to afford it. Uh, it's an expensive sport. Ammunition gets expensive. Guns get expensive and now they're going to get more expensive, right? Another 11%. Right. And then I have a question. 
as we're closing out this section of the show, I know that CYSSA is not the only league in California because I happen to know um, some kids that came up and testified along with some of the kids in your league that testified this uh, year in the Capitol. And some of those came from a league that I guess is a, a Catholic school league. How many high school trap leagues are there in California? Well, as far as the leagues go, CYSSA, there's also an online league and uh, they, where they submit their scores online. And then in Southern California, there is SCTP, which is actually an, uh, a national organization. And we used to be part of that until we formed our own uh, CYSSA. And it's basically the same as what we do, but it's nationwide. And then there's the NRA AIM program down there uh, in Southern California. And there's there's some teams down there. I don't think there's very many uh, in Southern California, but there are some down there and, and that's normally the, one of the three leagues that they participate in, uh, AIM and SCTP. And do those kids ever meet in a unified, um, championship or meet or is it they're all isolated to their leagues? Well, they're isolated to their leagues. However, we did share a state championship with them at Kingsburg, uh, one year and, uh, <clears throat> you know, the numbers got to an issue where it was, uh, too many kids in one place. So, uh, we haven't done that again, but we did actually, uh, share the, share the trap field with, uh, with SCTP, uh, in their, their state championship there. That was a few years back. But other than that, uh, they can all come to our U.S. Open and some do, SCTP and also, uh, AIM, uh, it, which we normally have in Las Vegas in July. Very, very cool. So I think this is great for everybody to understand that there are leagues, there are different events, and we need to get out there and support this next generation when they're being pushed by the legislation. We'll be back for the final round here on Firing Line Radio. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. The Greater Long Beach Gun Owners CRPA Chapter meets the third Wednesday of every month at the Long Beach Rod and Gun Club, 3333 Pacific Avenue, Long Beach, California, 90807. The meeting is from 7 to 8.30 with monthly handgun shoots, FT3 Tactical, and weekly shotgun shoots, L.A. Clays. Welcome back to Fine Line Radio. This is your host, Rick Travis, the Director of Legislation here at the California Rifle and Pistol Association. I'm here with Coach Dave Sampson. We're talking about high school trap teams throughout the state of California. And folks, um, you know, youth shooting sports should be near and dear to all of our hearts. We were all kids once. Some of us are still kids. We just have, you know, people that tell us we're older than we think we really are. And, uh, all jokes aside, it's, it's been an interesting, um, time me reconnecting with different coaches. And I have a friend who's the coach at Virginia Military Institute. And just to give you guys tonight, and ladies out there, that is a school that has full ride. Let me say it again. Full ride scholarship. It covers tuition. It covers Housing, it covers books, it covers food. I'm like, 
the kid's not paying anything because they're really good at shooting a shotgun or a rifle and they make the team and they have scholarships that never get awarded because, well, no one from California ever goes and actually tries to compete. So even though Dave said in the last segment, Hey, it's hard to hold all the leagues together in one championship because there's simply not enough room on the shotgun fields to be able to do that, which means the sport is growing and is demanding that there are multiple venues for these activities. Um, we're still trying to connect them with programs, despite the state's best efforts to stop us from doing it, across the country. And I know several youth who have been able to go to schools in Tennessee, schools in the Midwest, schools up in the Rockies. Um, let's talk about that, Dave. Like, where did some of your kids go? Well, like I said, shotgun sports the col- at the college level is exploding right now. It, it just uh, in the last few years. But uh, our kids, this last year, we had uh, um, we've had I think three kids go to Midland University in in Nebraska, and then we've had in our program we've had a few kids go to Lindenwood University. It's a very common one to go to, and then I had two kids this year go to William Penn University in uh, Iowa. And, uh, we, in, in the years past, I've had kids that shot on the team, but academically they went to Texas A&M, but Texas A&M also has a team, uh, a shooting, a shotgun shooting team as well. And I've had, uh, we had kids this year go to, uh, UNR and also University of Montana. University of Montana doesn't have a, a shotgun shooting team yet, but UNR does, uh, in Reno. So, but there's a lot more. They're popping up all over, like the one you were just talking about. And there's a lot of them on the East Coast as well. I was going to run down a few of these. Um, you know, they're not well-known schools like MIT or Yale or Boston <laughs> University or Clemson or the University of Iowa or University of Virginia or a good old Colorado State, Michigan State, Purdue, uh, Ohio University, Texas Tech. If you're really conservative, Hillsdale College has a shotgun team, uh, University of Alabama, Iowa State. Uh, University of Arizona, uh, George Mason back in DC. I mean, there are quite a few major universities in major leagues, very well put together that have scholarships and have shotgun teams, folks. So this isn't like your kid's going to go to a school that they, they have no idea. These are, you know, all over UT, which is my, um, alma mater from the University of Texas, they have a shotgun team. I mean, it's everything that Dave is saying as a coach. There are a tremendous amount of opportunities. And looking at those, so if a youth goes to a college or university program, does that cut them off from world competitions or national competitions or even, dare I say, Olympic competitions? doesn't cut them off at all. It provides an opportunity. They get better and better, and they can participate in USA shooting. In fact, one of my coaches is a USA shooting referee. In fact, he just got back from Hillsdale College for um, a course that he took back there, and he'll be um, – he now qualifies to be an official for uh, um, Olympic shooting overseas. So, in fact, one of my kids – I forgot to mention that. You mentioned Hillsdale. She got an offer from Hillsdale. She didn't take it. She ended up at William Penn, but – Nevertheless, that was a that was a good offer. I, I would have loved to have seen her go to Hillsdale because they're now at the uh, Junior Olympic. Uh, they put in bunker uh, Olympic bunker there, and they do the the uh, Olympic bunker um, USA shooting for Junior Olympics uh, there at Hillsdale. So. Yeah, I, I want to really explore this because you know, like I said, having gotten to know Kim Rohde over the years, and you know, she has um, been a part of our advisory board here at the California Rifle Pistol Association. I'm always fascinated by all the different places that she has gotten to travel in competition representing the country and all of us um, and talking to her about all her other teammates. You know, we've had some people, the um, California Rifle Pistol Association, by the way, you know, I'll, I'll shamelessly plug us. We provide scholarships. For students, I know some of the kids in shotgun programs have applied and got them. I know one of the ones, um, trying to remember the team she's at, you probably know, but Otter, who was on the circuit with you guys up there, she was awarded one of our scholarships this year. Um, these youth are doing tremendous things in their community, giving back and, and making the grade. 
And I don't want that to go unnoticed because that talks a lot about families making a sacrifice to make this a priority. But even the families doing it, even the kids do it, it doesn't do it without the coaches. How many coaches are part of your, your staff there for Sutter? Uh, I have seven right now. Kind of varies. I recruit from within, uh, but you know, and then we train them and a lot of times people are a little apprehensive, but, uh, you know, they, if they have experience, of course it comes to them a little, little better, but, uh, you know, you don't have to be a, a competitive shotgun shooter to actually be a coach and be able to help these kids. Um, and and so I, you know, I just want to make sure. So, um, because this is the way the opposition always says it. So, Obviously, your coaching budget's got to be like with seven people, so close to what, like six hundred thousand dollars a year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like uh, lots of zeros. Probably uh, <laughs> just no whole numbers involved. You know, yeah, yeah they're all volunteers. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the right. point I want to make, folks. You know, um, these individuals are giving literally the shirts off their backs to help the next generation. And I have no problem saying this, having been someone who has spent 30 years working with different youth programs, we need more, not less of us out there taking the time to give back, to bring up this generation, because you don't get to sit at home and complain, where are they, why aren't they involved, why aren't they standing up for their future, when you're not there to help pass that torch. I have found everywhere that I've went in this state, including inner cities, rural areas, and everything in between, there are parents, there are youth that want to get involved. But one of the things that they're short is having someone like you who's listening to this program step up and help out. And you don't have to do it permanently. You may be there to help somebody like Dave or another coach in your area for for a couple of events because that's the time you can give. I guarantee you, tell me if I'm wrong, Dave, but you're not going to turn away somebody that says, hey, I can help you out a couple of events, but I can't be here every week. Oh, absolutely. A lot of the parents are not there for every event. I, I am because I'm the head coach, but a lot of the parents and a lot of the, the coaches that I have, you know, they're there when they can be there because they're working folks too, you know. So, but when they can be there, I love the help. So, yeah. And absolutely. this is something that you can contact Dave and, and find out where they need help. I really encourage it because this is our future, folks. These are the people that are going to be the examples that can set the bar. And so I don't need people out here throwing the towel in and saying, what's the point? This, this, what we're talking about today, this is the point. And we're going to be doing this every month, highlighting a different youth sports program for you to get connected to. Because the time now is to engage. The time is to start helping out. The time is to get to know these people, build this community up, and work with them. One last thing I'm going to, I'm going to say, Dave, you, your coaches up there, um, please pass this on to them from the bottom of my heart. They have done such an outstanding job. You know, the, the shotgun kids, both here in Southern California and up in Northern California that came to the Capitol were professional beyond their years. I have no problem saying that were articulate and they stood up to opposition that had the principal effect on their side of being, hey, we're the boss, not you. And when they were literally, and I'll just say it point blank, lied to by members of our legislature, they did not say, oh, I was wrong, you were right. They were not sarcastic. They were not rude. They politely opened up books and said, well, this is where my information comes from, and this is where that's not true, and pointed out. And I was so impressed, as were a lot of other staff members and a couple of other legislators that watched him do that, who said, wow, that was that was truly impressive because they did stand up. And so the amount of confidence and professionalism that you and your fellow coaches throughout the leagues have done is truly to be commended. And I want to thank you very much for being on the show today, Dave, because your work is incredible. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, it's very rewarding for me to be a coach. I, I absolutely love it. It's uh, personally rewarding for me uh, to be able to benefit these kids. So I appreciate what you're saying. And I will pass that along to the other coaches. Good. And folks, as always, 
Remember, be safe, shoot straight, and fight back for your rights, and we'll see you next week on Firing Line Radio. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.